One, two, three, four, five, let's go! Beaming to you from the plastic microphone studios deep in the heart of Cajun country, this is Faye Five from Fans. I'm your host, Jamie Ray, and I'd like to thank you for joining us. We have got a show today that is bound to terrorize all of you out there in the podcast universe, and maybe some outside that universe. Today, I'm welcoming returning guest, Joey O. Joey was my guest back on episode 75 from our favorite Simpsons episodes. Joey's the music director slash DJ for whynotradio.net, which can be heard on Thursdays from 4 to 9 p.m. on Live 365 and iTunes streaming. We're going to celebrate the holiday best. Let me rephrase that. The absolute best holiday season of all, Halloween, by discussing our five favorite Simpsons Treehouse of Horror vignettes. And by vignettes, I mean the little episodes inside the big episode because there's so many and they're so varied. We wanted to get it right down to the, you know, just to the nanote of what it is. This year, episode 34 on season 35 of The Simpsons will be airing on November 5th on Fox. That's, if I'm not mistaken, right after the small white round ball American sports competition where they are also bats, which I guess is around Halloween too. So I don't know that, uh, you know me. Anyway, welcome back to the show, Joey. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. How you been, sir? I've been pretty good. This has been a you know a solid year, all things considered. We we last talked like around Christmas last year. We recorded that episode. Right. It's been a little so, while, huh? Yeah, it's been a How while. Things are going there as far as I mean, we're we're actually in the early October right now. Uh this will actually come out. It's gonna be really quick. So this one's gonna come out tomorrow. Oh so yeah. So I'm trying really hard because I had some issues, and uh, anyway, so we're going to get this. Uh, you just got back from vacation. How was that? It was uh, lovely. It was uh, for my anniversary. Had a, a nice little trip. Oh, awesome. Just the two of y'all, huh? Mm-hmm. That's sweet. Now back to work, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. So, Joey, what else has been going on? You're still doing the Why Not? Which, by the way, I meant to tell you, down here we have a series of gas stations slash restaurants that are called the why not stop oh and so i'm thinking you guys should reach out and do some cross marketing thing or something we always like finding random uh restaurants or, or there's a, a big festival in europe a big uh music festival called why not that we are are sad we're not involved in because there's a lot of <laughs> bands that we play that, that are on it every year like, you we should, should have be your part pe- of this yeah have not. your people reach out to their people and you know work it out <laughs> Yeah, the uh, station still, you know, run along, 
been doing it since uh 2010 which is mind-boggling gosh uh the way the way i mean we've been in different incarnations over the years our, our, our long complicated history but we've been why not radio listener supported since uh the summer of 2010 and still still going along still playing lots of great music a lot of uh just got a new album from one of my favorite bands metric the other day came out so we'll be uh playing them a ton and awesome. uh, lots of good music in 2023 and so people can find you on Live 365. Yeah. yeah. We have our own app now as well, like a dedicated Why Not Radio app you can find in the app stores on uh, iPhone and Android. You, you can get the Live 365 app, or you can just get the totally dedicated Why Not Only app, which I don't remember when we launched that, but uh, it's nice that we have it now. So rush right out and get that, y'all, and start listening, because Metric and then the follow-up, English, will be coming out soon. <laughs> Yeah, we. I, I don't think we explained it, but if, if you didn't listen to the other Simpsons episode, uh, we play a mix of modern and alternative and indie rock radio. In addition to uh, to Metric, we play Death Cab for Cutie and Radiohead and Nine Inch Nails and Yeah Yeahs, Always, The War on Drugs, Kurt Vile. I could go on and on on just name bands. Japanese Breakfast, but no Clint Black or or Garth Brooks. No. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> If you have a black cowboy hat, probably not. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, as we like to talk about, the, uh, the the idea came from us talking about our favorite Simpsons episodes. And for me, the standout episodes are always the Treehouse of Horror because I love horror so much. So as you said, it took us a little while, but now it's the Halloween season. So it's the perfect time to discuss these little history. So my understanding, and Joey, please jump in at any time, was that the original Treehouse of Horror came out in October of 1990, uh, which was season two of The Simpsons. So that's why every time we talk about a Treehouse of Horror episode, it's always one behind the number of the season. So we're in season 35 but it's going to be Treehouse of Horror 34 that gets released in November. And, and they've done a few other things. Looking back through a uh, wiki reminded me that they did a, a parody of it, which mm-hmm. didn't count as a treehouse. Right. Last year. And I did it. remember they did, mm-hmm. they did a Thanksgiving episode a few years back too, which was like, it was also a treehouse style anthology episode, but doesn't count as a treehouse of horror. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually didn't include those because I didn't find those until I was doing my research for, for the actual script. So now I've got to go back and watch those too, just to, to see where they'll fall. Um, and these episodes are always known because they're most always either a parody slash homage to an existing, not necessarily horror, but usually horror or thriller. There are a few that are made up, um, but they're usually broken into three or four with the exception of not if. Uh, not it, excuse me. Um, but like you said, it doesn't get now. Kang and Kodos, if again I'm not mistaken, made their first appearance in the Treehouse of Horror, and yes. they've had a, an appearance every time since then. They have to so, shoehorn them in somewhere, somehow, even if it's just for like one gag, one joke. Can't do a Treehouse unless Kang and Kodos show up. And as a matter of fact, the one that was from last season, I think all you see is a tentacle as they're <laughs> reading the book. And I'm like, hey, it counts. They're in there. <laughs> so they go back and they parody a lot of things like movies, books, radio shows, uh, 
television shows, Twilight Zone, you see a lot of. Um, the Hitchcock has a, a huge following in it, but um, they're all going to be their own Simpson-esque view to it. And, and that's one of the things that I love about it. Uh, I also love the fact that most all of the Treehouse stuff that you see actually ends up in Tapped Out at some point <laughs> or another. <laughs> so the very first installment, which was in season two, uh, had three segments, and it started out with um, Marge coming out on screen and introducing it and basically telling you that it's going to be very scary and not to watch it, which I love because that's the way Frankenstein starts. And it was broken up into three segments, A Bad Dream House, Hungry Are the Damned, and The Raven. And after that, every year, it's got two segments, three segments. Every once in a while, it'll have four, uh, but then it'll have some little things around it. But it's that same general recipe over and over again. Do you have anything you want to add to kind of the history of it? Uh, no, I do. Um, you mentioned what the sort of genres they parody and, and reference. And yeah, a lot of them are just, you know, redoing some Twilight Zone plots or whatever. Uh, the best ones are all that. There's some that they've gotten away from and they, they're they just like, OK, why was that? Like, it didn't feel like it fell under the treehouse umbrella. Like, I, I think the the tipping point was when they did one that was a parody of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yes. That doesn't seem like it fits at all. And they've done mm -hmm. a couple other, like, skimming over Wikipedia. I'm like, oh, yeah, they did one that was uh, da, da, da. Um, The Cat in the Hat. Why did they parody The Cat? It was, it was a weird one, too. Yeah, So, multiplicity. yeah, there's some they just kind of get. Yeah, there was one that was a parody of uh, The Kingsman and, like, yep. Bond. Mm -hmm. That doesn't really mm -hmm. fit. But, like, stuff that's more, you know, genre that's, you know, horror, a lot of sci-fi, too. Like, sci-fi fits. It's just like, that doesn't really seem like it's creepy. It just seemed like an excuse to do a parody and they have any better ideas that year. <laughs> well, but, you yeah, know, no, I, I mean, all the best ones are, are mostly takeoffs on classic horror yeah. films and tales or, or sci-fi. Mm -hmm. And they always have the cool intro. Uh, every year it's different. And usually uh, they've, they've got the cast members. And then at the end, they have the behind the scenes guys, the writers, the directors, all that. And they all have spooky names. Mm -hmm. And I, I I thought that was very cool too. And I don't see many um, duplications of it. So kudos to them. Kudos to them. Oh, uh, coming out the gate strong. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Well, if you don't have any more sprinklings to it, I am really excited about this. So I'm ready to just to jump right into it and hear how many honorable mentions you have <laughs> and what they are. I do have a pretty good list of honorable mentions here. Uh, let's see. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I came with nine. Uh, hey, at uh, least it's uh, not double digits. <laughs> <laughs> so these these will will blow through quickly, and then we'll see if any of them are on your list. Uh, I have Attack of the Fifty Foot Eyesores, which is the episode where the uh, the billboards and mascots uh, all come to life and uh, it's got Paul Anka's guarantee guarantee void <laughs> in Tennessee. That's the, where the, the moral of the story is to, to get rid of obnoxious advertising. Just ignore it. Just don't look. Don't and look. It'll go away. <laughs> so that one's always fun. Uh, these are in alphabetical order. Uh, Dial Z for zombies is a pretty early one, which is just a fun, you know, zombie story basically where they, uh, they try and bring back, 
uh, Snowball, I think Snowball won the cat. And it just turns into a Night of the Living Dead sort of story. And they, they have the zombies chasing them through the school. And uh, this one, <laughs> is this the end of zombie Shakespeare? Which is <laughs> <laughs> just a very silly, random, like, of course, why wouldn't the, the zombie of Shakespeare be in Springfield chasing them through the school? In that exactly. <laughs> uh, I know what you did, Italy, Ed, is the one that's I know what you did last summer where they run over uh Flanders in his Gordon oh. Fisherman outfit in the dark uh which is always a really fun one to catch every year. Yeah. It's the Grand Pumpkin Mill House might be the most recent one on my list and I feel like it's not even that Oh, it's it's not that recent. It's from 2008, but I think it is the most recent one on here on my list. Oh, um, okay. Which is clearly a parody of The Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown only instead of Linus, you know, waiting for The Great Pumpkin to show uh, the Grand Pumpkin actually does show, and he's kind of a, a monster of sorts. And we find out that uh, pumpkins are racist against each other, against white pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> All pumpkins are racist. All of them. So then, then yeah, it just comes into a, a really ridiculous gag and a lot of Peanuts parodies at the end of it, too. Um, I've grown a costume on your face is the one where the the witch wins the Halloween costume contest in Springfield, and she's a real witch, so they try and take her prize away from her. So she turns all of the uh, residents of Springfield into the costumes they're wearing, and it has a lot of great gags as a, like a disco stew is Steve Martin with the arrow through his head, and then his, <laughs> you know he's dying because he has an arrow going through his head. Um, it has a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of great, jokes in the end it's like half of them want to stay the way they are and the other half don't and it just gets more outlandish and dennis rodman shows up at the end it has a very like left field finale about dennis rodman telling you about uh literacy i believe <laughs> it has a very left field ending um i have night of the dolphin on my honorable mention list which is a very silly episode i remember not really liking it when it aired originally where uh basically they anger the dolphins who uh, hop onto land and we find out dolphins can talk and oh. they attack and enslave the the people of Springfield. And it has a very, very ridiculous battle scene where they're fighting the dolphins in the street. <laughs> like um, hand to five combat. and a half feet is the parody of the classic um, William Shatner Twilight Zone one with the gremlin on the wing. And that's just an absolute classic. That's one of the earliest ones they did. It's one of the earliest Twilight Zones. I never, I just saw that in like the last year or so. I think my wife and I stumbled upon like maybe the annual Twilight Zone marathon. And I'm like, you know, I've seen so many like homages and tributes to the Twilight Zone over the years. I watched the um, the Jordan Peele Twilight Zone. They redid mm -hmm. this one with Adam Scott. I'm a big fan of Adam Scott. And I watched oh, okay. in that one where he did the, the Shatner role. Um, I don't think I've ever seen the version of it. They did. It's Lithgow, right? In the Correct. movie. Yeah. But we had never seen the original with Shatner. And we just stumbled across it on cable like a year or so ago. And it, I was just, you know, great to finally, finally see this legendary uh, episode of television for real and not just know the, the alternate versions of it. What that gremlin was so horrible in that. Oh, my yeah, God. It is it's so bad. <laughs> We're like, yikes. It's like a teddy bear that's having a bad day. I mean, <laughs> Uh, I put The Devil and Homer Simpson on my list, which is one of the really early, early classic ones. 
uh, where Homer, you know, sells his soul for the donut and uh, and the devil is Ned Flanders. And he brings you the jury of the damned, <laughs> which includes the the starting line of the 1972 Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> That's a good one. local sports color in it. And and I decided to also add an honorable mention because it's also very it was a sort of a left field experiment so early on. But the first episode with um, James Earl Jones reading The Raven. Raven. Eat my sharks. Which is just a, yeah, just a yeah. really wonderful, you know, it's a, mostly a straightforward rendition of the classic Poe story, just with uh, Edgar, with Edgar Allan Poe, with, with James Earl Jones. Wrong with three names I tried to say. <laughs> right? I mean, come on, it's James Earl Jones. Gosh. <laughs> well, that is quite the list. Um, I think I seem to remember you having a uh, a longer list for the Simpsons episode. So thanks for, for trimming <laughs> it down there, down to single digits. We're making progress. <laughs> well, I have two honorable mentions, one of which is Dial M for Murder or Press Pound to Return to Main Menu, <laughs> which is based on the, 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 it's based on one of my favorite Hitchcock films, Strangers on a Train. But it has the name of another Hitchcock film, Doll in for Murder. Uh, this was uh, Trials of Horror 20, season 21, back in 2009. And Lisa wants to get revenge on Miss Hoover for giving her a bad grade that she knows she didn't earn. And so Bart comes up with the whole switcheroo thing where he's going to get her to pull something on Miss Crabapple. And he'll pull something on Miss Hoover. Uh <laughs> But they have a completely different version and idea of what ding dong ditch means. Oh, that's where ding dong ditch comes from. Yes. yes. <laughs> so it's got a lot of the great uh, Strangers on a Train um, homages to it, uh, including the carousel at the end. And I just love it. It's a really great, you know, just rendition for me. Uh, the other one would be <clears throat> from 2004, uh, Trios of Horrors 15. Um, season 16 uh, four beheadings and a funeral you just gotta love a good sherlock holmes film and of course you know that spawned off from hell which is just a, a wonderful comic book if you've never read it movie was okay um but it's got this whole you know feel this this victorian age where you've got scotland yards inspector wiggum um, trying to solve the mutton chop murderer um, series of killings and it's just I, I really enjoyed it because I like that whole genre and the Sherlock Holmes feel to it and then the end when you find out who the killer is it's just awesome so um, those are going to be my two all right so if I think you're ready I'm ready oh well, that's where we see Kang and Kodos flying around in their steampunk style flying saucer <laughs> Uh, again, all of this stuff shows up in, in Tapped Out, and I just love the fact that as I'm watching this list, I'm like, oh yeah, that's the episode. Oh, that's where that comes from. But let's jump back over and get your number five. All right, officially, number five, I went with Clown Without Pity from Treehouse of Horror 3 way, way back in 1992, which is uh, mostly a child's play, but also Gremlins. Uh, mashup parody this is the one with the uh the doll of crusty that homer buys and um 
he terrorizes the family and he runs around stabbing, but it also has the the classic scene, which is the um the oft quoted uh, also sort of gremlinsy scene at the beginning with the this um the frugert is also cursed. That's bad. But you get your choice of toppings. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so another, that scene is in that one. Yeah, another based off of a Twilight Zone episode as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, back to the the living doll. It was yes. called. Yes, yes, with that creepy doll, man. <laughs> so yeah, oh. that that's just a really fun episode. I mean, I, I rank it the high just for the 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 Gremlins Frogert bit alone. I just remember that being like just a very endlessly quotable, referenceable. As, as if you may remember from my other appearance on here, a lot of my Simpsons ranking episodes were were partly like, how often do I quote these all the time? <laughs> Your familiar lexicon are included. <laughs> so yeah, I would I went with uh, that one based on that, and it's just a fun episode. It's got the crusty doll who uh, settles down with uh, Malibu Stacy at the Malibu Stacy. Now does she miss her head? The... Hmm. Is she missing her head? I think, yeah, I think maybe her head falls off and he <laughs> yeah. puts it back on. Yeah, because they switch. Is your problem? The doll switched the good to evil. <laughs> That's a good one. That one didn't make my list, but that is a good one. Um, but I do have on my number five, a choice from the same episode. Mm. I chose, as you've already brought up, Doll Z for Zombies. Based, of course, on the amazing Return of the Living Dead, Night of the Living Dead, and Pet Cemetery. Um, <laughs> I love, again, like you said, he's Snowball 1, and they're, they're trying to resurrect it. So he goes, you know, into the library at the elementary school looking for a book on black magic. And fight. so the zombies end up coming, like you said, zombie Shakespeare is one of them, because obviously what's the best resting place for Shakespeare other than Springfield. And they eventually are able to find uh, the counter spell and send all of the zombies back to their graves. Uh, great episode, man. I mean, all we had to do was pick King Homer and we would have got a, a, <laughs> a what do you call that? A hat trick on uh, yes. season four, episode three. So, All right, I'm going to pounce it back to you to give me your number four. Number four, I went way, way back to um, the first one, to Treehouse of Horror 1, for Hungry Are the Damned, which introduced Kang and Kodos. Yes. And that is the one, the to-serve man, Mm -hmm. to-serve mankind. That's that's a Twilight Zone story, too, right? Yes, it is. Yes, Yes. it is, to-serve man. As a matter of fact, I was at a con today uh, in uh, down in in St. Tammany Parish, and they had a big uh, uh, head of the guy who was from the Twilight Zone episode. And I was like, oh, my God, that's such a great. Actually, my friend Angela, who's been on the the show a couple of times, gave me a recipe box that is um, based on To Serve Man and all the cards in there are (laughs) based on that episode. So that is an excellent choice. What's your favorite part about that one? I think it, I just like that it, it sets up Kang and Kodos and introduces them and just the gag of, you know, to serve man, to serve mankind, to serve whatever, you know, it keeps going with there's some Keep more dust on, on there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it has what... James Earl Jones as the third uh, Rigelian in it as well. And it's that's just my a, favorite it just sets too. up so <sighs> much of what's to come with those characters and with like the vibe and the tone of Treehouse mm-hmm. for, you know, years and years to come. Yeah, I'm so with you. That where they're blowing it off, and then there's a little bit more. What boy? Do it again. And uh, classic stuff. Classic stuff. So that man that aired way back in October of 1990, right? Man. And that was on Hall. Hall. No, that was on the week before Halloween. Yeah, Wiki says that 
the second treehouse aired actually on Halloween. So it's just a matter of when Halloween landed on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then, and- like we were saying, the World Series uh, ended up on Fox for years and years and years and years. And it sort of had to jump around and avoid that. I need to make a call about that and get that fixed. <laughs> get the um, Lachin Murdoch on the phone. <laughs> All right. Well, my number four comes from Treehouse of Horror 8 from season nine um, on October 26th of 97. The Omega Man. So this is the one, of course, based off of the Omega Man, where Mayor Quimby makes an offensive joke toward the French. And the president over there launches a neutron bomb. And Homer, who just happened to be inspecting a bomb shelter at the time, uh, is saved. And (laughs) he just ends up, you know, of course, first he's sad for just a little while. And then he realizes, hey, I'm the last person. And he gets to go around town, uh, beating up uh, old senior citizens that look like, you know, the zombies with the white skin. And one of the funniest parts of this one is when he goes to a movie. And he's sitting in the theater and he's like, hey, bud, put your, get your head down. And he kicks the guy in front of him like his head rolls off. <laughs> <laughs> so then at the end, they he finally goes back home to decide to find out that not only was his family had survived, but it was because the house was protected from so many layers of lead paint. <laughs> and then, you know, they kill off the mutants and they head off into the sunset so i love you know the story of the last man on earth and this is just a a, one of the many many uh, homages to it and i think they did a a real fun job of it especially him dancing naked at the church so (laughs) sacrilegious fact right let me tell you all right Uh, well let's yep go ahead go ahead no you sir number three i was gonna say if back when i did the other the other episode i believe I, you know, did I put in there? No, I considered putting the, no, I did make that. One of my honorable mentions last time was Treehouse of Horror 10, which has multiple of my top three uh, choices here. So Ooh. Treehouse of Horror 10 is from October. Oh, it came out. It was on Halloween, Halloween. 1999. And I listed as my number three, Desperately Zeking Xena, <laughs> which is the name of the episode, even though it does the whole bit with Stretch Dude and Clobber Girl, <laughs> which is mostly like a kind of like not quite Fantastic Four superhero parody bit. Yeah. And it's where Bart and Lisa get superpowers from a broken uh, like x-ray machine and they fight the collector, which is yes. the comic book guy who collects you know, things and it's just, you know, straight up, you know, comic book guy jokes and parodies and nerd stuff. And he kidnaps uh, Lucy Lawless mm-hmm. and takes her back to his lair where he has um, he has various other uh, people in a Mylar bags, including Matt Groening himself and Tom <laughs> Baker, Doctor Who. This was, you know, when Doctor Who wasn't cool in 1999. <laughs> so it was more of an obscure joke there to have him in there. Um and then they have their, their fight at the end and he takes out the lightsaber that's no longer in mint condition and they have a, a duel. And uh, the the one thing from it at the end, um, he has the, the play, he's going to encase her in, in lucite plastic or whatever. And it happens to him and he's frozen in, a, in the, the scene of Lorne Green from Battlestar Galactica, best death ever. And <laughs> some old friends of mine actually had a band called best death ever for a while. So it's a great name for a band. <laughs> 
everyone else that was in best death ever. Um, and that just makes me realize how old that episode is. Or way back in that day. I'm like, man, those guys had that band in like 2000 ish, 2001. Man, that was a long time ago. Long time but that's ago. just a very fun, very silly episode. Lucy Lawless is great in it. Um, and she keeps insisting like, wait, Xena can't fly. I told you I'm not Xena. I'm Lucy Lawless. That's I think my favorite thing is when she's being kidnapped with that big uh, uh, magnet. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I'll take off my breastplate. And then she looks down. Oh, never mind. Let me leave it on. <laughs> yeah, so not, a, not one of the more horror ones, but it's just a very fun, silly one that I never get tired of. Yeah. The collector. Well, that's funny because mine is also comic centric and it's not much of a horror. But nine number three comes from the 2020 episode, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, as seen through the lens of Into the Homer-Verse. This was a great one where he thinks he's going to find candy at a vending machine, and instead he puts all these quarters in and it explodes and breaks the multiverse. So we have about, what, six different versions of Homer, including Disney Princess Homer, which I got to say is one of my favorites. <laughs> um, but then Smithers and Burns use the same thing to get them alternate versions. And then it becomes just a huge, uh, one might even say a, uh, I was thinking something cool there and it just left me. But uh, at the end, they all end up getting back to And so we get to see all of the different versions of Homer. Uh, and just, I just thought that was a great one. I do love Into the Spider-Verse, but I feel like I only saw that that Simpsons maybe once, maybe twice. Definitely mm-hmm. at least once, but I don't remember. But I do love, I need to uh, re-watch. I have my copy of Across the Spider-Verse I have to watch. Mm-hmm. And I got it on uh, Blu-ray. Yeah, and I just I just watched this one again because, I mean, it only came out in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember sitting down and watching it because it, it was November 1st. So I, I think it was after everything was done. And sitting down, that was one of the most recent ones in a long time that I watched live on TV. And then now that we have it on Disney plus, you can, you can watch it just about any time. So, all right, well, that's a good one. So now let's go back to your number two and see what you got there. My number two is also from Treehouse of horror 10. It is from, uh, again, 1999 as is the life's a glitch. Then you die, which <laughs> is about the, uh, the fears of Y2K. Yes. And this is very, very pegged to 1999 fears and horrors of um, because technology goes haywire because Homer forgot to uh, make a change in the software for the nuclear power plant. Therefore, as Lisa warns them, if just one computer, this is what everyone was afraid of back then. If just right. one computer isn't set to change over to the year 2000, then technology is just going to go haywire. And that's what happens in this yeah. segment <laughs> and just all sorts of things like like the milk, They're like everything's got a computer chip in it now. And like the milk carton starts like spitting out milk out of holes in the sides of it. And uh, Krusty's pacemaker goes nuts. Um, we find out that Dick Clark is a cyborg and he melts down. Which which tracks. I mean, that's yes. so tracks. You know? Yes. Oh. Um, and then it just takes the, the the second half twist of it is even more absurd. So because Krusty, they, they steal an invitation from Krusty to get on a uh, rocket ship to leave the planet. And uh, they only have one. They can only take Oh, Lisa's already on the list. They lie to try and get in. And then, no, no, you can't get on. the. Oh, Lisa Simpson, you're on the list. You can take one person. Mom, 
And my <laughs> wife loves how quickly Lisa goes, Mom. I mean, she gets to take Maggie too. So all those oh, well, ladies get to get on the rocket ship with all of like the best and brightest of of you know planet Earth because the Earth is blowing up because of all the technology. Sure. So they put everyone, they all and then Homer and Bart are like, wait, there's a second rocket over there. They get on the other rocket. And they go, and then they realize they're on the rocket with all the bad people, and they're on the same rocket with Polly Shore and Ross Perot and um, uh, Rosie O'Donnell back when she mm-hmm. was uh, throwing koosh balls on her talk show, and Tom Arnold, who plays himself, because Tom Arnold's always a pretty good sport about making fun of himself. Yes. <laughs> He's like, I can tie you up, and I could, because I'm a big guy, and I'm good with knots. <laughs> and that rocket heads straight into the sun, right? Yes. But but that. they can't. That's not good enough. They they don't want to wait till it goes in the sun. So Bart and Homer like shoot the ejector seats out of the rocket ship, and their heads like inflate, and they like pop right off screen. It's a pretty <laughs> disturbing. Like you know, they're in the vacuum of space. They'd rather blow up their heads in space than fly into the sun and be on the rocket one more minute with Tom Arnold and Paul and uh, Paulie Shore. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I remember that. That was a good one. That was a good. One. Um, I'm like you though. I I like some of the the old school ones. Uh, I did try and watch every episode uh, to get ready for this, just in case there was one I missed. And there were a few good ones. Um, the Ned Zone was also a good one. But I think my favorite Ned and my number two is going to have to be the Devil and Homer Simpsons. Yes. And uh, you mentioned it already. You know, Homer sells his soul to the devil in the form of Ned Flanders. Uh, for a donut and then he promptly eats the donut so homer ends up with the worst <laughs> with the worst lawyer um but still manages to save the day by uh marge proving that he homer said that um i pledge my soul to you forever so therefore it wasn't his property to sell so he gets freed, but the devil turns his head into a donut, which Homer then probably starts to eat. Um, my favorite scene in this entire thing has got to be where Homer is strapped down to a chair and the devil is like, the demon is like, I'm going to feed you donuts until you hate donuts. <laughs> and he's like, I'm, 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 more just over and over and over again. <laughs> It uh, also gives us the infamous, the famous line of this chair be high, says I. <laughs> so there was, and there was the other thing where, gosh, what did the, um, I can't remember how it goes, but the lawyer. Uh, Is Lionel Hutz's lawyer in that one? I think so. It's the one that was Phil Hartman. Yeah. Yeah. So he's lawyer and he like asked for something and they give it to him and then the devil says okay well i get to pick the jury and he's like done sold <laughs> he shakes hands he's like wait what and then like you said the 70 76 yeah. flyers come out and all of this it's like crazy <laughs> but uh all right well great well listen so we are now at our number ones but i'm gonna i'm gonna task you with something i would like to know what is your favorite version of the treehouse of horror character whether it be a certain type of Homer or a certain type of Bart or whatever, mm. what would you, what right comes to mind right away? Oh man, that's tough. Um, I do like uh, the, the devil Ned is a pretty good one just because mm. we're, we're just, just uh, speak of the devil himself. Um, <laughs> man, like the one with the, with the, the Hugo, the 
evil. That's exactly where I was going. That's that's (laughs) what I was going to say was Hugo. Oh my God. He was so funny. Uh, I mean, not funny, but just, you know, pathetic (laughs) and all, but I also like Burns as Dracula. Yeah. That was just, I mean, and I love that his, him in the tapped game, because you've got so many things that you could put in the wailing walls and all of that. Um, but that was great. That was early on too. That was episode four, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, okay. Well, that's a good one. I like that one. I'm, I'm going to let you slide with that one. <laughs> but I'm then going to ask you instead for your favorite of all times, Treehouse of Horror vignette. All right. My number one. Here we go. It is from 1996. Treehouse of Horror Five, six, seven. Ooh. Citizen Kang. <laughs> More Kang and Kodos. I feel like I've seen, I never get tired of Citizen Kang. <laughs> I'm I'm starting to see, uh, you know, a pattern here. Written by David X. Cohen. Who wrote um, up a lot of Futurama. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. On the head writers of Futurama. Um, this is, of course, the one where they do a, a sort of invasion of the body snatchers of Bill Clinton and Bob Dole, and this episode aired like a week before the election. Looking at this, like they've done, I think another... it swayed it. Mm-hmm. I definitely mm-hmm. do. I think it swayed the election. It swayed the really. election. <laughs> yes, they tip the scales to Clinton. Clinton. And yes, they, they take over the bodies of of or they, they capture Clinton and and Dole and 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 trap them in their their ship and pretend to be them but they just talk like kang and kodos and just talk like aliens <laughs> yes and then you know he gives nobody notices <laughs> always twirling twirling towards freedom <laughs> and it just has so many great lines as you know the the abortions for some miniature flags for all <laughs> and uh, eventually homer stumbles across them and finds the 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 ship and goes out into space and tries to free clinton and Dole, and instead he releases them into the vacuum of space and they suffocate and die and you see their bodies float away which is pretty dark a joke to for them to have done at the time well i'm seeing a continuity issue here first of all okay so in this episode they float off and and freeze and die <laughs> but in a previous episode they their heads explode so come on guys which is it which is it? <laughs> Come on, get your science in order. <laughs> but no, and then it just it you know there there's the they reveal them. Homer reveals them both to be space aliens, and he pulls their masks off, and people are horrified. Oh, I believe I'll vote for a third party candidate. Go ahead, throw your vote away. <laughs> and then it cuts to the ending, which has of course uh, Kang won the election, and humanity's enslaved, and they're being whipped and building pyramids or whatever and homer has the classic line don't blame me i voted for kodos <laughs> which you now see i mean i'm pretty sure don't blame me i voted for insert candidate here existed before the simpsons but they made it right they made it way more famous and popular and what you think of when you see it on a sign now and for the last you know 20 plus years so yeah i i just that's when I don't get tired of Citizen Kang is on. If I can see Homer talking about nude conspiracies, I'll watch it again. <laughs> you know, we really, I, I really think that um, you should just try to pursue this voice thing because you're really good at it. <laughs> that or make some more t-shirts with these great themes on them. <laughs> well, my number one, we have already discussed and I will say that 
from the very first time that I saw it, uh, I knew that it was always going to be a favorite of mine. And I am talking about the Raven from oh. the very first. It was the third installment of the first episode, uh, October 25th, 1990. And it's Lisa reading the Raven to Bart and Maggie. And in it, Bart is the Raven. Homer appears as the narrator and Marge is Lenore up in the, uh, uh, the, up her, her picture, her photo is up there. And, uh, of course, Edgar Allan, I mean, uh, Edgar Allan Poe, listen to those three name people get us, right? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> James Earl Jones is just freaking amazing in this. And it's still to this day, how did they get him to do it for this little show that, I mean, it's just, it's, it's amazing that he's in, I watch it uh, or at least listen to it once uh, every Halloween. I've already done it for this season and it's always going to be my favorite. And um, there's actually no other reason than eat my shorts. So, which you could do better. I know uh, I can't do that great a Bart, but I can do, you know, <laughs> we do often say like, Oh, Lenore. That's what I think of as Homer pining for Lenore. <laughs> Lenore, his cousin. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's really wonderful. They had James Earl Jones like, again yeah, in season two. I mean, they were getting big, big name guest stars then. But mm -hmm. to have James Earl Jones get to, you know, use his, his stentorian voice to read a classic Poe tale. It's, yeah. you know, slightly experimental for that era of the show and for any era of the show, really, to right. do something that's that straight, pretty much. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. So there are several, several. So if you got 33 episodes, I think there's 99 plus skit uh, pieces that we could have talked about. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm sure your list was as long as mine. Um, any of them that stick out that you didn't get to mention? Oh, man, let's see. What else didn't I mention? The monkey's paw one is a good. They do the monkey's paw. Mm -hmm. um, the the shinning. I the shinning <laughs> don't have a cow mankind. I just rewatched that one uh, with the tainted burgers. Yeah, um, Homer Cubed was like a ahead of its time way back in nineteen ninety five. Really was computer animation. Yeah, yeah, Homer Zilla. Mm -hmm. you know, just just to see him, that would have been cool if they had a crossover with all of the um, all the the advertising things that came alive. That would be a good one. Um. Uh, let's see the smart house. What was I can't even remember the name of that episode. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I did see that for this uh, season they're going to be doing um, a spinoff of sign or a parody of Silence of the Lambs, uh, the Black Mirrors Bandersnatch, and mm -hmm. Quarantine, which is actually a remake of the Spanish zombie film Wreck. So okay, yeah, I don't know that one. Looking at this, oh, you know what else is a good one is that you know I've never actually seen Coraline, but the oh, Coraline really? one they do is really good and creepy, and Neil Gaiman himself is in it. Yes, that's that's a good one for sure. Um, we actually have seen there's a real house that the Coraline house is built uh, based on, <laughs> and it's in Louisville. And my daughter was actually looking at renting an apartment across the street from it, so we have some kind of picture. I think it's called the Pink House or something like that. You know. Looking over this as we were talking, it reminded me that episode where you talked about the um, the Goldfinger and Kingsman episode. Mm -hmm. That one had another one that was based off of Hunger Games and Mad Max. Again, another not horror one. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. So I guess that one, they just figured they'd do something a little different. Oh, the Coraline episode also has one that's, I, I it might be, I don't know if it's my least favorite, but I just don't like the one where Homer starts eating himself. I find it very unpleasant <laughs> and like stomach turning. That is, I don't remember that one. I'd have to go looking at that. I see it's episode 28. Yeah. Um, he like, he accidentally like takes a bite of his finger or something and there's no food and he becomes a cannibal, but he's like hacking off his own body parts and cooking them in secret and like losing limbs. It's really just gross and unpleasant. <laughs> Wow, I don't remember that one. I, have, I, I look at it this one. I don't remember any of these. The Coralisa, like you said, the Coraline. Um, yeah, that one's really well done because they do the animation, like the sort of stop motion animation style, and it's just mm -hmm. extra creepy. Okay, yeah, I don't remember that one. I'd have to go back and look. There seems to be uh, in the last, I don't know, six or eight years that I didn't watch a bunch of them. And that's why, especially why the. Um, into the Homerverse stands out because that's one of the ones that I really sat down and said, okay, this year I'm going to watch it live. And now that we have Disney, I've kind of gone back and watched almost all of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but, well, man, this has been awesome. I especially enjoyed the prep work for this episode, <laughs> sitting down and watching just so many of them. And uh, I'm, I'm really, really appreciative that you sat down to make this list and to come up with all of your great, great voices. I'm a little jealous. I'm not going to lie. A little jealous. Um, so again, thank you. People could find you on live 365 or by downloading the why not app on. Uh, so is it just for Apple or can you get it on it's Android? It's for too? Apple and Android and you can you know use it to, to um, connect to your Bluetooth. I always use it with my Bluetooth speaker I have in the kitchen. Uh, yeah, just go to whynotradio.net. You can find us there. We also, um, I'm on, like I said, on Thursdays, or like you said, on Thursdays. And uh, we also have a pop culture show that my friends Josh and Liz and I do uh, roughly every quarter called Words with Nerds. It's uh, whynotradio.net slash nerds. You can find all the episodes there over the years where we just talk about the last like couple months of movies and TV shows. Last one, we talked about Only Murders in the Building and Ahsoka, The Bear, and a lot more that I'm blanking on right now. But we've done I've done awesome. uh, back back uh, years ago. I used to do a lot of interviews at uh, conventions like uh, Comic Cons with different voice actors. So some of those are mixed in up there as well. Awesome. So that goes way back. Lots of stuff to check out then for mm -hmm. sure. Well, great. Well, thanks so much. And I'd also like to thank all of you out there in the podcast universe for joining us for this episode of Fave 5 from Fans. You can find us and more from the Plastic Microphone Studios wherever you catch your podcasts. It'd be a massive help if you would consider leaving us a review and that all-important five-star rating. And if you like the show, please consider telling a friend about us. And if you don't like the show, please, you know... Don't tell anyone you don't like it. Just just lie between us. I mean, really, you don't have to say bad things. Just, you know, say, yeah, I listened to that and move on. You can find us on our website and on all the social media places. And don't forget to look for our other show, Complete Disarray with Jamie Ray, where we take just one episode, uh, one topic with one guest and just ramble on and on and on about it. <clears throat> but but in a in a good way. Just another product of the Plastic Microphone Studios. And remember, folks, it may not be the best. It may not be the most popular. But if it's your favorite, then it's good enough for us. Thanks so much for joining us. 
Joey O, take us out with your best voice. <laughs> hey, kids. <laughs> awesome. That was a great Lisa. <laughs> yes. Take care, sir. Bye-bye. Thanks, Jamie. <laughs>